0: to the Ralph Shaheen Show, presented by Lucas Oil. You know, Lucas Oil, track proven, race ready. Find a Lucas Oil retailer at a lucasoil.com. Really excited about our guest uh, on this episode of the show. Uh, he's been a good buddy for quite a while, and one of the top racers out there when it comes to wheeling an open wheel machine around a dirt track, whether it's a sprint car or a midget. Uh, this guy has won the USAC Midget National Championship. He's a multi time Chili Bowl winner, won the Belleville Midget National Championship, and he was even a winner in NASCAR's k and Pro Series. Of course, I'm talking about Rico Abreu, the man that made the mullet famous. How you doing, Rico?
1: Good. How are you, Ralph? Thanks I, for having me on.
0: Well, listen, it, it's taken us a little while to sync up schedules, but I'm glad we finally uh, got it going today. What, what are you doing today?
1: I'm just at the Keith Coon shop working on my sprint car. We're getting it ready for. Uh, we're gonna hit the All Stars this weekend in Knoxville and Burlington.
0: Okay. Okay. Great. 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 And I know you got a lot of other stuff going on uh, with the midget season, uh, getting probably ready. While you're you there, Keith, are you already thinking about Chili Bowl 2020?
1: I am. I'm a uh, matter of fact. I'm looking right at my Chili Bowl car. It's still sitting here from washed up and ready from. Uh, Last year, or this year, earlier this year at the Chili Bowl. So I'm, uh, I'm going to get to uh, the Ironman. I'm going to do double duty this year and run uh, the Midgets of the Power Eye and run the, the Ward of Allah event at Peavly.
0: Well, you've had some success at the Ironman, too.
1: I have, uh, winning it the last two years. So it's I've always kind of done decent at Peavly. I'm looking forward to going good there again.
0: You know, those are two radically different things, a, a wing sprint car and a midget and I'm going to even make it three different things because the Chili Bowl midge is kind of a different animal in its own right as well. Um, do you feel like you're better at one of the three or have you not mastered any of them?
1: Uh, I feel like I'm, um, I've accomplished great things in, in both cars. Um, I, I've always gone decent in, uh, in the sprint car, um, and um, at certain tracks I always go good really good in the midget so I'm. Um, uh, i'm people one of those tracks where i have go good in both cars so um uh, that's an event i scheduled earlier this year with keith and um he's always got so many cars going so it's uh i try to schedule uh you know 10 to 15 shows a year with him and um you know it's it's always fun to get back and race with him when i can and uh i really enjoy and i i work in their shop with on my sprint car so i enjoy being around that, that environment uh, and uh, probably the hardest working guys I know him, Pete Willoughby and the crew that they have uh, that helps him prepare, you know, 10 cars a weekend, which is, is sounds crazy, but they do it every week. So it's, it's cool to watch.
0: No, it is crazy. <laughs> you know, when you, th- when you think about it, it's absolutely insane. W- what is it about Keith Coons and his operation that works? How do they get that done?
1: I think preparation, that's what it comes down to is they're prepared. They, they have, uh, they're ready for anything. Um, uh, they build great race cars and then Keith, you know, is able to work on every single car. So, um, having that behind you as a driver is, um, you know, it's really cool and uh, to be able to, you know, work with Keith Coons and then being some of the best cars, uh, you know, powered by Toyota is, um, you know, they have the best engines in the business when it comes to midget racing. And, Uh, that they, uh, you know, they, they qualify well, they race well and and they win races. That's what it comes down to. Um, they're the best team no matter where they go. So whenever I get the chance to get in a Coons car, I know that, um, you know, I'm getting in a car that could, that's going to win this race tonight.
0: Getting into a Keith Coons car is, is no easy task. Um, there are some big names, yourself included, that are always in Keith Coons machinery when it comes to events like the Chili Bowl. But Keith also seems to be the guy that finds a lot of new talent every year, and we learn about somebody new every year. What is it about Keith and his ability to read drivers that makes him so good at picking young talent?
1: I think he's just got a good eye, um, and and he's got a good personality too to pick up on things like that. Uh, he's he's really smart when it comes to you know knowing who's he's around. Um, you know, him and Pete have always been really good about, um, surrounding themselves by good people. And, um, you know, it's both of them that really get to choose these, these drivers. And, um, you know, I knew the whole Christopher Bell story, Pete, you know, Pete had an eye out for Christopher and, and they gave him an opportunity and, uh, he, he just really took off with it. Um, and that's kind of what set the footsteps for Christopher and, and, uh, and Kyle as well and, and gave me an opportunity to race with their organization and, and right out the gate I had success when I got in their car. So it's um, I'm really thankful for them, thankful that they were able to uh, allow me to race at their program and still allow me to race in their program.
0: What is it that makes you uh, good behind the wheel? Um, where, where did you learn Whatever it is that has made you a winner,
1: I think just drive having that you know that drive and that not not quitting on on people or quitting on myself um, uh, you know the never give up attitude I, I just really push myself and and I'm really, really competitive, so I, I want to learn how to be good all the time and um, you know and know and learn from my mistakes and not make those mistakes again. Um, that's the biggest thing is, um, I've, I've always been surrounded by really good people and they've, um, allowed me to, to excel in my career and, and, uh, and be in great race cars. Um, that's what a lot of it is, is, is being around the good people and then let alone being around good built cars and, and having, uh, the opportunity to compete for wins. Um, so once you kind of get that taste of that blood in your mouth, you, you, uh, you have that fire behind you that, uh, you know, that doesn't allow me to give up. And, um, I put a lot of effort into to my race team and, um, it's really satisfying to have good results and, um, it makes you want to work harder and harder to, uh, to keep those results coming. That's for sure.
0: Well, what do you do the best behind the wheel then? Is it your strategy? I think, what is I it? think it's just the, the, the style
1: of driving is how hard aggressive I am, and um, and just focusing on putting myself in good spots, and um, and then that's allowing me to being in good position allows me to uh, you know to have a shot at winning these races. Or if you're not going to win the race, and and something you know the leader breaks or blows a tire or something happens in front of you, you're still in that spot that position to win the race.
0: Where did you? Pattern that from was there a a racer that you used to look up to or what was it that i think
1: just watching the best guys really is uh donnie shots um i'm a big fan of donnie and how smart he races and brad sweet uh and then obviously kyle and crisper and um you know they they're kind of their styles are a lot different than but then um you know, than Brad or Donnie, but I, I really like watching Brad, sweet and Donnie in the sprint car standpoint of it, just because of how smart they race. And, um, you know, if I want to run 90 races a year, I got to learn how to race like them. And, um, you know, they just don't make bad decisions. They don't put themselves in bad spots. Um, and I say that as in a bad spot, as in, if you know, they, they never, they never push themselves. They push themselves at the right times. And, and not at the wrong, you know, if they're in a bad spot on the racetrack where they're, you know, they're, they take what they can get and they don't, you know, they don't be too aggressive when they, when they don't need to be, you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. You know, you mentioned a group of racers there, um, outside of Donnie cause Donnie's getting a little old, right? We're all, we're just joking around Donnie, but he is, he is obviously on the back end of that group that you just mentioned there of yourself and Brad sweet and Kyle and Christopher, um, this group of young drivers, you guys don't necessarily all race each other each and every week, but I know that's a strong group that has a tight bond in there. Uh, as you assess that group, who's the best? I mean, you guys have all won uh, big race. You take
1: Donny out of it?
0: Taking Donnie out of it because, you know, look, he's gazillion-time champion and all that. You, Brad, Kyle, and Christopher, You know that that's an very elite group of racers these days. Uh, Yeah, and and you guys have all won championships and big deals, big races. And if you asked anybody in the country right now who's some of the best racers, they're going to pick guys out of that group. Maybe not out of. I'm
1: going to say Brad Sweet's the best driver in the country right now. Really? Yeah, I mean, just if you look at his stats from the last three years, four years. I mean it, I don't I mean besides Donnie Schatz, I don't think anyone's close to his stats. I mean not that he wins he, he doesn't win right now he's winning he's putting himself in good spots but the last 3 or 4 years in sprint car racing he's one of the best drivers and he's just he's consistent. He's consistently consistent and he does a phenomenal job with sprint car 410 sprint cars with the outlaws he he wins the big races. I mean he's he beats you know he doesn't win every race but he's always right there in the hunt to win those races and you just don't see that all the time and you you see guys drop out or make mistakes or you know don't run run bad one weekend and Brad Sweet does not run bad he is he does his bad nights are a seventh place finish and that's really really tough to do in sprint cars
0: yeah, there's no doubt. It, and I'm not necessarily surprised that you said Brad, because, I mean, any one of those names would be a good one, including yourself, uh, as one that would lay claim to that. Um, I guess maybe it might surprise some other people because of, you know, Kyle and Christopher, for example, are doing the NASCAR stuff as well. Um, so why didn't you choose I, one I, of the I others? Think,
1: I just I just think Brad is is... If you want a guy to come in and win you the race tonight, you know, you would hire a, a Christopher or Kyle. If you want a guy to come in and win you a championship and and not tear all your stuff up, um, you know, you would hire a guy like Brad.
0: Is it more fun when the four of you guys are all racing together than any other time, or do you have more fun? Yeah, and
1: I think that's what makes us all better as drivers, too, is that, you know— when you get all, all those drivers together and you're competing, you know, they're all out to beat each other and, and they, uh, you know, and that's, that's what made me, that's what got me to the next level is, is racing against Christopher and Kyle and how high that bar was set. And, and, uh, you know, they race so hard. So you have to push your, you have to go outside your boundaries to, to keep up with guys like them. And that's, you know, if you're always going outside your boundaries you know, and taking chances, that's when you figure out what you like and what you don't like and and uh, you know, and how how far you can go until you make a mistake.
0: So, have you reached the limit of that boundary? Do you know where it is or are you still finding it? Yeah, I mean, I know
1: where it is. at. It's it's and it's it's hard to, to to be to to uh, it's hard to race at that level, you know, 90 times a year is is, it's, it's easier to do it when you don't have, um, uh, you know, and I think of things way differently now that I'm out here on the road and racing with my own team and, and managing things that are, I just, and where I have other things on my mind that just showing up and driving anymore. It's kind of a different concept of it all, but I, uh, you know, it's, I know what it takes to win these races and, and it's, I have to be good enough to put myself in that position and and it's very impressive to see what Brad and Donnie can do, and um, you know, and and be consistent at it. And and then it's you got it's impressive to see a guy like Christopher and Kyle come in and and just show up and win and leave. You know, it's it's really tough to do.
0: Well, stay with us, folks. We're going to take a quick break here on the Ralph Shaheen Show, presented by Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil track proven, race ready. You can find a Lucas Oil retailer at lucasoil.com. We're going to be right back with more with Rico Aver.
2: There is less than one hundredth of an inch of motor oil protecting your car's engine. Friction and heat causes engine oil to experience thermal breakdown, weakening its ability to protect the engine and its parts. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer is specially formulated to resist thermal breakdown, protect vital engine parts, and extend the life of your engine. It also stops smoking, knocking, and oil consumption in worn engines. Lucas Heavy Duty Oil Stabilizer. Keep that engine alive.
0: We will be celebrating SpeedSport's 85th anniversary this year. Incredible how time flies by. To help commemorate the occasion, we've unveiled the Vault Collection of Merchandise. A really cool variety of t-shirts, hats, posters, and a lot more. It's all available right now in the store at SpeedSport.com. Shop for yourself or get a gift or two for your racing buddies. The Vault Collection of Merchandise. Available now in the store at SpeedSport.com. to the Ralph Shaheen Show, presented by Lucas Oil. You know, it's the 85th anniversary of SpeedSport this year. Look at my man Rico right here. He graced the cover already here in uh, 2019. Rico, did you get a copy of uh, this SpeedSport with you on the cover? I sure
1: did. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. You know, if you'd like to start your subscription to SpeedSport like Rico has, uh, just go to SpeedSport.com, and you can sign up there and uh, get it in your mailbox each and every month. Uh, how about Sprint Car Midget, Rico? You get that one? I sure do. I <laughs> sure do. I'm sure you've been on the cover of that one too. If you have not we'll get you there, and you can go to sprintcarmidget.com and start a subscription to that as well. You know, as I as I go back and look at this issue, Rico, man, that dude, that's some hair, bro.
1: That it's my hair. My hair's getting long. I got it in uh, cornrows right now, so it's been. Nice I saw that. What, what's the story with the cornrows? I don't know. I just thought I'd change it up. Uh, with this hot weather, it gets kind of, you know, yucky with, you know, all this hair. So I, try to, I tried something different, braided it, and uh, it it honestly feels pretty good to get a breeze on the top of my head.
0: <laughs> been a while since you've had a breeze upstairs. Yeah, huh? it, it's been two years. <laughs> so, you but, know me being the tv guy i'm kind of someone i think we talked about this at the chili bowl i'm a little limited as what i can do with the locks up here you know uh mohawks are probably out uh i don't know if i could do the mullet thing you think i could pull that off i uh
1: i just watched our chili bowl video and uh if you haven't cut your hair since then i think you can uh you you got it. You you're going in the right direction.
0: Okay. What what's the rules on the mullet? Is there how have you decided how to do that? Did you take mullet I just inspiration? I'm trimming
1: my sides up. Okay. You that- you can just let the back flow and then you just trim the sides. And
0: what what point in time is the mullet just too long?
1: I I think I'm on the verge right now. So I got to uh I got to trim mine up and get it back to really party, you know, business in the front and party in the back.
0: <laughs> do you, Are you like taking 80s, you know, Billy Ray Cyrus inspiration on the style? Or do you, yeah. do you have like
2: somebody yeah, that grooms mine, it?
1: My hair is different. I always tell her mine's like, mine's really straight in the back. Like I don't have any curls. So it's, I always, I always think like I'm the opposite. So I'm party in the back and then my hair's or fluffy up front so it's all business up front
0: i got you now now is there business in the back do you, do you have to like are you like one of those big time superstar guys that has to fly out your hairstylist to wherever you are to like meet no, you at peevely i I'm or?
1: Low, low maintenance here low maintenance
0: yeah but i bet they go crazy when you walk into a target right and go ahead and for the hair products ca- counter yeah all the ladies start telling me what shampoo i need to use <laughs> <laughs> that's outstanding that is absolutely outstanding you know we didn't smoke give a run and a mullet there for a little while he was getting a little he
1: was i i was getting him on it and then he uh he came home one day and he said uh because i stay at the house with him and he said uh, oh man i gotta i gotta cut my hair i got an appearance coming up and so i don't know if he was just bsing me or what but he they showed up the next day with the hair with all his it was getting really long. I told him, man, you look, you're you looking better and better each day, bud.
0: <laughs> Who's the one guy that should never do a mullet?
1: Oh, man.
0: Just wouldn't work. I don't know. Probably Christopher Bell. Belkin shouldn't do it? Yeah, he's too serious. <laughs> okay, maybe cool. we need him to do it to loosen him up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he might have to do one. That's for pretty...
1: talking into it.
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know, I remember um talking with Brent Cading a long time ago when you first started just testing a 410 sprint car. Of course, Brent Cading the legendary King of California in 410 wing sprint car racing and BK told me, he said if we can get Rico comfortable in the car, look out. He goes it is on from there. How That's tough cool. of a how tough of a process was that for you to get comfortable with the fitting inside a 410 sprint car?
1: Um I it took me about a year to really get comfy and then we changed some things and but I'm like now I know what I need and I feel like it's just a it's just a comfortable feeling. Like when you sit in a car, even when it's not even, you know, just in the shop and it's kind of like my lazy boy chair, you know, it's, you get in it and you could, you know, I could fall asleep in my car cause I, I'm, you know, my seat mold is molded to my back and my butt. And, you know, it's just, everything feels perfect when you sit in it. And that's what, you know, that's what I was. I've been looking for. And it took about a year and a half to get there and, Ever since like then, my second year of sprint car racing, when I changed a few things, I never, I haven't changed anything since. And this is uh, my eighth season now racing, so
0: nothing like a nine hundred horsepower lazy boy, huh?
1: Yeah, that would that's uh that's pretty much what I got going on. So it's it, pretty cool.
0: I've been fortunate to have the opportunity to drive a four ten sprint car a couple of times, and I know how intimidating that can be where did you find the self confidence and the belief in yourself to begin this journey
1: uh definitely the the the, the people around you know i started racing with brancading and bud and you know they they always would tell me you know i got what it takes and and then i got with keith coons and started racing midgets all the time and I started doing really good and, and he you know he would tell me you know he would build that confidence in me and then I you know you beat some good guys and then you're you know you feel like you're on top of the world and it's you know it's all about the people that you're around or you surround yourself by and I was you know I always was good about getting around you know I got with Paul Silva and and I knew when I raced with Paul that my car was always good my car I knew anytime I showed up, wherever we went, I knew for how good Paul was, I knew my car was going to win the race and that it was up to me to win the race and that I never questioned anything. And then, you know, I, I went a different direction and now I raced with, you know, I still race with Keith and I know, I, I know kind of what I need to feel to get my car better. So I, I communicate with him to get it better. And, and, uh, you know, there's never, there's, you're never going to get a perfect race car. I raced a Drew Warner now, Rick, Rick Warner's son. And, and we work really hard on getting my stuff good and getting it feeling good. And, and, uh, and I, you know, I just, I know that feeling now, but, and I know what it takes to, to win these races. And, um, you know, I know if I don't come back in, you know, huffing and puffing and and wore out and I, I didn't do a good enough job on the track. And so it's, it's just all these little things that add up to, to one thing. And, and that's it. That's, you know, that one thing is, is hitting, doing everything perfectly to, to win the race. And that's what we focus on doing. You know, I do it with Keith Coons that I, I can win with my guys. You know, I got, I got three, three guys, phenomenal guys that work on my sprint car. and They all three have their own roles and they all, I just try to get them to focus on those roles. And Drew's working on, you know, getting my car better, tuning on the engine. And Shane is our car chief, and he's just making sure that everything's perfect on the car. And and then Brian Kane does our tires, and he always tells me before we go, "You got a perfect set of tires on." So Then I know that I don't question any of that stuff. And and uh, you know, we just all do our roles, and then that's what you know. When you win, you know, everyone did their job tonight
0: you've got to be a tremendous inspiration to a lot of people. How proud are you of that fact?
1: I didn't really realize it until like the last probably year and a half. And, and it, it's something really special to me. And, and I've gotten, I've gotten more aggressive with how my I, I treat people and my personality and, and more into, you know, I'm more into my life, my personal life and my, you know, the people I'm around and, Learning, teaching myself how to interact with people that I've never dealt with before, and you know, I used to kind of be the, you know, an asshole because I didn't race good, so I didn't want to talk to these people, and I was just really short with these guys, and these fans wanted autographs, and I didn't really smile with the picture, and now I just make sure that I got that there, I got to do both sides of it, and and now I know if I, you know, how far it goes with. I I got to experience it being around others too. And, and I know just that smile and that picture and that autograph and, and saying hello to someone that did necessarily didn't even walk up and want to say hello. It goes so much further and it go, it, it, you know, you, you might make a fan there, but you'll make 10 more, you know, just by going out of your way and doing that. And it costs me nothing. It costs me nothing. It's 30 seconds of my time. And so it's, it's more about that to me now. And, and um, uh, you know, and adapting to different personalities is, is so important in our sport and, and learning. And all it does is make me, make me learn and, and educate myself on, on how to handle different situations. And that's what it comes what you, now when you play both sides of the sport, that's what it comes down to. And, and, uh, I praise Keith Coons and Frank Tatings and the Paul Silva's and, you know the Donny shots is and how these people handle all of this and you know it's so difficult at times but those those difficult times is what is what makes you that better person you know five and ten years from now or or that or how to handle that situation that you might never think you would run into so it's it's cool I'm learning man it's this is my eighth year racing sprint cars and I wouldn't do anything else this is all I want to do it's all I think about. It's all I want it's all I love and like it's 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 literally like I'm programmed. I, this is like this is it. This I'm ready for this.
0: And well, we're gonna take a quick break, and we're gonna come back. I got a couple more questions for you. Rico Avery right here on the Ralph Shaheen Show, presented by Lucas Oil.
2: As your power steering pump ages, seal leaks may occur, causing the power steering system to lose fluid. Your power steering system may also develop an annoying squeal, and the steering may become more difficult to handle. By using Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak, you will stop the seal leaks, reduce slack in rack and pinion, eliminate the squeals in hard spots in your power steering system. It is guaranteed to stop seal leaks for your money back. Lucas Power Steering Stop Leak. It works.
0: Hey, Sprint Car fans, it's Ralph Shaheen, and like you, I love Sprint Car Racing. For the best coverage of Sprint Cars, Midgets, and more, there's no better way to keep up on our favorite sport than having a subscription to Sprint Car and Midget magazine. Don't miss out. Sign up now at SprintCarAndMidget.com. Welcome back to the Ralph Shaheen Show, presented by Lucas Oil, track proven, race ready. You can find the Lucas Oil retailer at lucasoil.com. You know, Rico, I don't think you can see it, obviously, but uh, we've got some really cool new SpeedSport shirts. i got to send you a couple. Uh, you can go to the store at speedsport.com if you want to. Get this one with the Indy car on it. You like '70 style Indy cars, Rico?
1: I do. I like all the old school shirts. So you better get them down and can wear them.
0: Okay, so I'm going to trade you out. You know, a speed sports shirt A for Rico. More
1: hats and some shirts.
0: Yeah, you know, and that's one of the things I want to ask you about. You have blown up the marketing world of racing, uh, and everybody's talking about it. It doesn't matter if you're in. Indy car racing or drag racing or whatever it is, everybody notices what Rico's been doing. I think the first thing that really jumped out at me was the face shirt that you did last year. They they had him in Knoxville. That was really I cool. I noticed
1: people doing now. People do that style of shirts now, so I must have did something all right.
0: Yeah, and then the mullet hat. Where where do these designs come from? Is it you or somebody else?
1: I I my girlfriend and I we just work we work hard on this stuff and. We, uh, we put a lot of thought into it and just, um, I feel like we just, we're always wanting to be ahead of the game and, and, and I think of good ideas and what people like and people are attracted to, you know, to, you know, different styles of things and you got to run with those styles. And, you know, I was, I, I was pretty confident about the mullet hats. Um, and I just had to push him the right way and I'll tell you what I I did that I did a video with Tony at the Chili Bowl and yes. if it wasn't for Tony these probably would be the dumbest hats ever <laughs> and, but I I'm glad that Tony is you know open like that to help me out in things and I would do anything for him if he ever asked and uh, and not that I we only told him you know he did me a favor and I knew it would you know, and that, and, and the only reason I was, uh, I wanted, I wanted to see if Tony would help me with that is, is just reaching out to that other platform. You know, he's Tony's so well known in all different markets and Formula One racing, IndyCar, you know, stock car, NASCAR, sprint cars. I mean, he's he's done everything, and he has so many fans, and um, you know, and I've got the opportunity to be around him. You know quite a bit, and we've honestly became really close friends over the last few years here. And you know, he, I asked him to help me with this video on these mola hats at the chili bowl, and it really just took off. And these mola hats really came something, you know, cool. And I, you know, I, I sold a bunch of them at the chili bowl. You know, people think they're funny. They think they're you know hilarious. They think they're awesome. And I obviously have long hair and i have a you know it's in a mullet style and I, I we had these wigs stitched onto these hats and they just really took off i've been selling throughout the year um and they've been doing really well so it's been a lot of fun to be a part of you know selling something kind of different i'm honestly surprised scott bloomquist hasn't done them yet i don't know if he's probably he's probably gonna do them here soon so yeah. i figured i'd get ahead of it and try to get as many of them out there before he does, because once he gets one out, I'll probably he'll probably run me out of business. Yeah,
0: well, that, the game will be over then, right? But look, you've cornered yeah. the mullet hat business. I don't think you have anything to worry about. They were sold out at the Chili Bowl once that video hit. How, how did you actually begin your racing career? What was before? I know Outlaw carts has been a big part of that.
1: Yeah, I started racing Outlaw carts when I was about 15 years old, and um, I... I just really found something that I enjoyed doing. You know, I did sports and when I was younger, and and you know, I got to that age where I got into high school, and I, you know, I realized that I, for how competitive I am, and I can't, I couldn't physically play, you know, baseball or football or I was all that stuff, and you know, for for the way I want to compete, I I couldn't do that just with my stature, size, and um, you know, I would obviously. Not be uh, competitive. I can't run as fast. You know, I I got all the excuses in the world, which sounds crazy, but some of it's truthful. And I found racing, and I really became. You know, I felt like when I got in a race car, I was as equal as anyone else. And um, and that's what really set my determination to be one of the best race car drivers in the country. To want to be one of the best in the
0: country. Well, you know, you were making big strides up the ladder to the point of winning in the NASCAR K and N series. And then you went to the truck series and we were all so hopeful that that was going to just lead to more and more. And then you just said, no, that's it. I'm going back. What went wrong?
1: I just, I just, um, you know, it's, I just, I got into a a great situation and and things just stores, doors got closed in front of me. And I, and I, you know, I wasn't going to sit there and try to beat the door down. It wasn't, it wasn't, worth it to me really and and i that's that style of racing that lifestyle and i just honestly wasn't really into it you know i didn't dress up and go to dinners and you know everyone's fancy on pit road before the races and you know run around for 30 laps or 100 you know and 20 minute clock and you know and then come in and run all the way to the front and come into a pit stop and, you know, everyone leave the lug nuts or the crew pit crew puts the right sides on the left. And, you know, it was just such, so many things out of my control. And, you know, when, when it came down to wanting to do another season of it, and I, yes, my family had to pay for some of me to race that. I, I just said, it it wasn't worth my family's hard earned money to support me in something that that wasn't supporting me back. So I, uh, I came back to sprint car racing and, and, uh, I get, I, I get, well, what I, well, what we pay for sprint car racing, I get 10 times the amount back. So, um, before, when that sport figures it out, you know, that, um, you know, that a checkbook takes you a lot further than what you deserve to go, then I will, uh, you know, maybe I'll have I'll have another shot, but for right now, I, I I couldn't give two shits about that sport.
0: <laughs> Understood. Okay, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the family business. Many probably know, but your family's heavily involved in the wine industry out there on the West Coast. Um, can people get Abrew Wines? It's
1: definitely difficult. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of it ma- made. Um, they, you know, it's in a lot of restaurants in, in Chicago area and Bay area area. And, uh, you know, I, it's, um, it's it, honestly, it's really hard to get just cause they, my family doesn't make a lot of wine. Um, but there's, you know, on my dad's vineyard management side, he has a, a, a bunch of clients that, um, you can buy their wine in, in restaurants or grocery stores that, um, that is very good and affordable. So, um, it's, it's really cool to see, you know, what my dad has built there in in the last forty years and, and the people that are around him and um I I really do try to structure my racing in the same business manner as he's built his company and it's very difficult but uh it it's really cool to see.
0: You know, I know there's a lot of people that are big supporters of yours, but I don't know anybody who's a bigger supporter of you than your dad. I've gotten to know your dad quite well and boy, he just glistens and there's a bright light in his eyes every time he's talking about you and what you've accomplished. So it's a great relationship. Fun to see, uh, as you look forward now, final question here. Um, you've talked about the fun of racing with your buddies with smoke and Christopher and Kyle and even shots and and all that. But you've also talked about the great success. You're now enjoying off the racetrack as you've figured out this game. What do you want to accomplish more as you look forward? Are you looking more towards big races you want to win on the track? Or is there something off the racetrack that you want to do to leave a legacy?
1: Um, I I think that, you know, obviously I want to win some big races and, and just be competitive everywhere we go. And, you know, the Kings Royal is the at the top of my list. And the Chili Bowl, again, is at the top of my list. Um, you know, there's some... I want to I I would like to win try to win a world of Outlaw race in my home track at Calistoga Speedway and I've come so close before and never just really got capitalized on the la- the last closing laps. So um, but then again I, I want people to, you know, to feel comfortable to approach me. I want people to um, you know, to know who wh- what who really I am and um, that you know that it's that I'm not, you know, some guy here just running around wasting his family's money so it's um it, it's it's important that you know i have a good role on, on what i do and and how i run this race team um uh, now it's uh and the success it has is it's building up to be something really good and we just got to keep our heads down and keep digging
0: rico thank you for joining us today have had a lot of fun chatting yeah, thank with you, you. Rico A. Brew, catch him at a dirt track near you. Thanks for joining, listening to us here on the Ralph Shaheen Show, presented by Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil, track proven, race ready. Find a Lucas Oil retailer at lucasoil.com. That's it for this week's episode, folks. We'll see you soon here on the Ralph Shaheen Show, presented by Lucas Oil.